0: Adam Schiff and Liz Cheney of the J6 Committee. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Exodus 2016. As much as I try not to let it happen, the constant drumbeat of lies promoted 24-7 from every corner of our civilization gets to me from time to time. And I really find it is the constant lying about everything all the time by everyone in official positions of power that gets to me the most. Politicians, CEOs, university presidents and professors, school teachers, school administrators, and school boards, federal government officials, state and local officials, legacy media outlets, churches, doctors, hospitals and medical officials, law enforcement, lawyers and judges, entertainers, athletes and professional sports leagues, bankers, and tax-exempt foundations. In short, every institution in America has become a lie factory dedicated to deceiving us all and promoting a false view of the world. But the Bible commands Christians not to lie and deceive others. In the Ten Commandments, we are told, Thou shalt not bear false witness. Paul repeated this idea in his epistle to the Ephesians, writing, Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor. The Lord Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The devil, Scripture tells us, is the father of lies. And as imitators of Christ, his people are called to walk in the truth. And no lie is of the truth. But it is not just that Christians are commanded to speak every man the truth to his neighbor. We are also commanded in the Scriptures not to be deceived. Take heed that ye be not deceived. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners, shall inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, evil communications corrupt good manners be not deceived, God is not mocked. Yet despite the warnings of Scripture for Christians to avoid deception and to pray for wisdom, see James 1 5-8, much of the putatively Bible-believing Protestant church has fallen to various deceptions. Wokeness, a popular way of referring to various forms of critical theory, has made inroads into conservative evangelical churches that would have been considered shocking just 10 years ago. Vadi Bausham's book on Wokeness Among Evangelicals is titled Fault Lines, The Social Justice Movement and Evangelicalism's Looming Catastrophe. It's a good title, as it accurately reflects the seriousness of the threat wokeness or the social justice movement, social justice, which is not the same thing as biblical justice, originated with, who else, the Jesuits in the 19th century, poses to believing Protestant churches in the third decade of the 21st century. But that's not the only deception Christians are faced with from within their own ranks. Without a doubt one of the greatest, perhaps the greatest deception among professedly believing Protestant churches is that Roman Catholicism is Christianity and Roman Catholics are Christians. Rome is Satan's masterpiece. It is the system of Antichrist headed by the Antichrist, man of sin, and son of perdition himself, the Pope. Not a single Pope, mind you. The whole line of them is Antichrist. Reformed believers used to understand this almost to a man. Now, Antichrist does his work right under the noses of those who claim to be heirs to the Puritans, and yet they utterly fail to discern his work. Much more can be said about Antichrist's deception of the Protestant churches over the past 100-plus years, but that's for another day. For now, I'd like to write briefly about the many, many lies you and I see in the headlines daily. The January 6th Insurrection On the afternoon of January 6, 2021, a Trump-supporting mob of insurrectionists, white supremacists, and domestic terrorists descended on our nation's capital to overthrow our democracy. This insurrection was the greatest threat our democracy has faced since Pearl Harbor and 9-11, and now these insurrectionists and even Donald Trump himself must be held accountable. That, at least, is the official line endlessly repeated by the deep state, the Democrats, and the national new media, which serves as the propaganda arm for both. The truth is that there was no insurrection on January 6, 2021. Donald Trump and his supporters gathered at the Washington Monument to protest what they rightly perceived as a stolen twenty twenty presidential election. They had every legal right to do so. One of the biggest lies told by the Democrats is that America is a democracy. It is not America is and has been since its founding a republic, just like the Pledge of Allegiance says it reads, and to the Republic for which it the flag stands it does not read, and to the democracy for which it stands it's to the Republic. A republic is a representative form of government with a written constitution, just like the Hebrew Republic of the Old Testament. A democracy is mob rule. A democracy and a republic are not the same things. Tyrants hate republics because a written constitution makes it harder for them to do what they want. Concerning the events of January 6th itself, in my opinion, the Democrats used Trump supporters' valid concerns about the 2020 election as a political judo move against them. What's my evidence for this? For starters, days before the January 6th rally, then-President Trump authorized the call-up of the National Guard to help ensure security in Washington during the rally. Note, that the President does not have the authority to call up the National Guard, he has only the power to authorize the call-up. The actual call-up has to be issued by local officials, in this case, by the mayor of Washington D.C. The Democratic mayor refused to request the call-up. Why, if Trump were planning on overthrowing our democracy on January 6th, Would the president have authorized the call-up of the National Guard to provide security to the Capitol? Why would the mayor of Washington, D.C. refuse to request the extra security if her aim was to prevent an emotional gathering from getting out of hand? Then there's the evidence of agents provocateurs. While many J-6 demonstrators have had the book thrown at them for minor infractions, Ray Epps, a man who was taped on the evening of January 5 calling for demonstrators to enter the Capitol the next day and was taped appearing to encourage protesters just before they attacked police barricades on January 6 has been completely ignored by the Democrats' J6 investigation. Look at this short video and see Epps in action for yourself. The first scene shows Epps on the night of January 5 encouraging protesters to go into the Capitol. Some of them appear shocked at the suggestion and some start chanting, Fed, Fed, Fed. This shows that at least some of the protesters had the good sense to anticipate that there could be infiltrators among their ranks. Then there's the J-6 committee itself, which is the Democrats' version of a Soviet-era show trial. It doesn't even pretend to be even-handed. In short, it is my studied opinion that the entire J-6 narrative is a lie designed by the party of rum, Romanism, and rebellion to cast patriotic Americans in the role of the villain. The Democrats and their deep state friends set up the J6 protesters to be the fall guys and then used that as an excuse to paint all Republicans as violent insurrectionists, white supremacists, and enemies of the state. The Democrats have criminalized their political opponents as if the United States were some banana republic. And indeed, it seems as if that's what we've become. The COVID Scamdemic The lies just keep on coming with the COVID Scamdemic. Last week, Deborah Burks's new book Silent Invasion was released, and a number of commentators remarked that it was, intentionally or not, an admission by Dr. Burks that she made up policy on the fly without any science to back it up. In her book, she also spoke of using strategic sleight of hand to insert recommendations in governor's reports to which the Trump administration objected. Burks also admitted to conspiring with CDC Director Robert Redfield to rewrite COVID guidance on masks, testing, and limits on indoor social gatherings and posted on the CDC's website without seeking permission from the Trump administration. Burks referred to this as a bit of subterfuge. She wrote, We, Burks and Redfield, would not seek approval. Because we were both quite busy, it might take a week or two, but we were committed to subverting the dangerous message that limiting testing was the right thing to do. So right out in the open, you have Deborah Burks admitting that she and Robert Redfield conspired to subvert the Trump administration's COVID policy. Burks is now going around saying that she knew the so-called COVID vaccines would not protect people against infection. Really? Now she's coming out and saying this. Where was she when the science was being as an excuse to tell people no jab, no job? As silent as a church mouse was she then. But now that the jabs clearly have failed to do the basic thing a vaccine is supposed to do, keep you from getting sick, she's out there trying to save her reputation by saying she always knew the vaccine, sick, wouldn't work to stop infection. By the way, given Deborah Burks's Jesuit ties, it's not at all surprising that she would engage in subterfuge to push her lies about the effectiveness of masks, testing, and indoor social gatherings. That's exactly how the Jesuits roll. Jesuit connections? You ask. Yes, Jesuit connections. At her 2014 swearing-in ceremony as Ambassador-at-Large and Coordinator of the USG Activities to Combat HIV-AIDS, one of the featured speakers was Dan McDonald. A Jesuit priest described as a longtime family friend. Further, she conspired in her subterfuge with CDC Director Robert Redfield, another individual with Jesuit connections. As Greg Bentley and Dr. Lucia Tomlinovich report in the Curious Catholic Connections with the CDC. Greater than intrigued by Jesuit traditions and teaching, he, Redfield, enrolled at Georgetown University, the nation's oldest educational Roman Catholic Jesuit institution, where he received both his BA and MD. Greater than. Greater than Dr. Redfield has been sitting under the wings of his Jesuit masters from an early age. He admits that, Georgetown was critical in terms of my formation as a young adult and young physician. Greater than. Greater than this is an unfortunate development, especially for one of the four key leaders of the national effort to fight COVID. Greater than. Greater than one of the foundational principles of Jesuit teaching is the ends justify the means. This teaching contradicts biblical ethics. People devolve into lawlessness. Leaders sacrifice integrity for pushing their own interest. For more on the Jesuits' involvement in the COVID scamdemic, please listen to Trinity Foundation Radio Episode 15, The Jesuits and the COVID Pandemic, here, here, and here. There is no recession. Last week saw the release of the second quarter, Q2, 2022 Gross Domestic Product, GDP, Numbers. The GDP is an economic statistic that purports to measure how well the economy is doing. Historically, the definition of a recession is two consecutive quarters of declining GDP. That is to say when the economy shrinks for two straight quarters, we are considered to be in recession. This has been the rule of thumb standard for declaring a recession for as long as I've followed economic news. But not so fast. Say the big shot master of the universe types. That's not the way it is a recession occurs when we say there's a recession. Well, you may ask, what are the conditions under which you declare a recession? Oh, they respond, that's a very complex matter, one in which we holistically look at how the economy is doing and it's way too complicated for your simple, peasant mind. So don't you bother yourselves with that, we'll let you know where we're in a recession. Obfuscation is always the modus operandi of the tyrant. In place of a simple, objective way of determining a recession, one which everyone can understand, They try to argue that determining a recession is something complex and mysterious, something that only the elite high priests of economic science can determine after poring over complex charts and mathematical formulae. Just last week, regime liar Janet Yellen was quoted as saying the economy shows no signs of recession. This is clearly nonsense as the inverted yield curve, considered by many to be the gold standard in recession signals, is screaming recession. What's an inverted yield curve, you ask? It's when the 2-year treasury note has a higher interest rate than the 10-year treasury note. You see, lending money is riskier the longer the loan term. The higher risk of long-term loans is reflected in higher interest rates than are seen in short-term loans. For this reason, interest rates generally are higher in 10-year notes than in 2-year notes. But right now, the 2-year note has a higher interest rate than the 10-year note. When this occurs, the yield curve is said to be inverted. When this occurs, a recession has either already commenced or is about to commence. As Bloomberg reports, the US Treasury yield curve is currently the most inverted it has been in decades. Janet Yellen knows all this but still has the temerity to go on record as saying the economy shows no signs of recession. This is as bold faced a lie as you will ever hear. Her claiming not to see any signs of a recession is like seeing a house with massive amounts of black smoke pouring out of the windows and saying everything looks good and there's no sign the house is on fire. With the midterm elections this fall, very clearly the Biden regime does not want to admit the economy is in recession for political reasons. To admit recession is to admit the failure of the regime's economic policies of deficit spending, sanctions, and regulation. This they will never do, for to admit the failure of their economic policies is to hand the midterm elections over to the Republicans. Closing I've just begun to scratch the surface of the lies we're all bombarded with on a daily basis. When I hear that men can become women and women can become men, when I hear that monkeypox is a world health emergency we all have to be concerned about, even though it affects almost exclusively homosexual men, when I hear that unless we reduce our emission of carbon dioxide and submit to tyrannical world government from the WEF, the UN and the Vatican the entire earth will be uninhabitable in a decade or so, I know I'm being lied to. When I hear that Congress spending billions on the Inflation Reduction Act will somehow cause prices to stop rising as if racking up even more debt and printing currency to pay for it will make prices go down. When I'm told the war in Ukraine is the result of unprovoked Russian aggression and that Washington and NATO and Ukraine are innocent bystanders, when I hear that my future entails eating bugs rather than meat and that it must be so to save the planet, when I'm told that mass immigration, legal and illegal, is a force of nature that cannot be stopped, only managed, and that the only response to mass welfare migration, immigration and refugee resettlement that will permanently impoverish my nation and change it for the worse forever is sit down fork over my wealth and shut my mouth, I know that those in power are lying and pushing agendas deliberately hostile to my legitimate best interests. When I hear that following the introduction of the COVID jab birth rates are falling, death rates are rising, and disability claims are through the roof, but that none of this is in any way related to the COVID jabs, when I hear that the 2020 election was the most secure election in our history and that questioning the results is tantamount to treason, when I see J6 defendants jailed indefinitely without charges and when charged have the book thrown at them for... In many cases, minor offenses, while at the same time seeing those who participated in the destructive and deadly months-long riots, whether they were part of Antifa or BLM, face little in the way of criminal justice and even have their cause taken up by the rich and powerful. I know that equality under the law, if largely, if not totally, a lie in this nation that has historically treasured this principle. Bottom line: as Christians, we are to know the truth, for it is the truth that has set us free. Let us hold fast to that truth and not be deceived by the lies of the devil.